Welcome you in to BPA episode 10, the best podcast available. It is episode 10, right, Gribbs? It is. It is. 10 days into practice, recapping uh, a day out here in Berea with pads, but uh, a day that, you know, there, there was a little somberness in the air with everything that has gone on with this football team in the last 24 hours, really 48 hours if you go back to the madness on Sunday, and then all of the injuries that happened yesterday, uh, especially in the secondary, and now the news that Grant Delpit is out for the year with a torn Achilles, uh, a devastating blow. Gribbs, I, I think if, if you want to know how much he was meaning to this defense and what his role was going to be in 2020, look no further than Joe Woods and some of the comments, poignant comments that he made today to the media. Yeah, I mean, the, the big takeaway from what Joe Woods said was that, you know, he's got to maybe recalibrate what, what the kind of formations they'll be looking at this year on defense and just the, the use of three, three safeties, whether you go with that look or, or go with more of a traditional uh, look because of the strengths of your defense. And he, he clearly was going to play uh, a valuable role and, and really – Delpit's injury is kind of just the, the, the I, I hope, what is the final moment of just this barrage of injuries that this team has been dealing with uh, so far through camp. You look at today's list, the Browns had 12 players not practicing because of injuries today. A 13th uh, player, Chad Thomas, left practice today uh, with the neck injury. And then you throw in Jarvis Landry, who's not hurt, but, you know, he's only able to practice halfway and then has to go inside and, and work with trainers as well. So, uh, not ideal. Uh, nothing really has been ideal the last three or four days or really since the last six months. But these are the circumstances that the Browns are, are dealing with right now. And uh, just a, a, a big early dose of adversity. And it's one of those things where you don't have like a preseason game to kind of get you over the hump or a moment in camp to kind of serve as like uh, a way to overcome all this. You just have to get through it and kind of slog through it. And I think that's what the Browns are doing right now. Uh, going into this often. It was interesting, uh, Coach Stefanski, uh, after practice, talking with the media, you know, he, taking in the stride, number one with the injuries, Not no one's going to feel sorry for you, next man up, all the mentality that we understand and know throughout the National Football League when there is an injury or a lot of injuries. Um, but he also said, you know, we're hitting the milepost and, and we're – you know, we're, we're still going to have some ups and downs as we work our way through this. And, boy, I, I, I thought it was a little bit of a rough day for the offense. I don't know how you felt about it, but uh, um, the, the offense has looked good at times. It has not looked good at times. Today, one of those times where uh, the peaks and valleys, maybe more so the valley today for the offense as they try to figure out this offense and all get up to speed together. Yeah, I would agree. I think it was just uh, off schedule, maybe it is, is what it seemed like. It wasn't like there was like, it, it seemed like there was guys in maybe wrong places or that's not on the same page. And then when they were on the same page, you saw balls go off the hands of receivers and into the defensive backs hands. Carl Joseph had a nice day for the defense, uh, getting a couple of inter interceptions. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll spin this positively. I thought the defensive backs with all the circumstances they're dealing with right now, held their own. It wasn't like guys were getting wide open or any blown coverages. They're, they were playing pretty well. The one uh, positive that came out of it, we saw a nice little uh, completion from Baker Mayfield or Richard Higgins at the end of practice uh, for a touchdown at the end of a two-minute drill. 
but for highlights, that was that was really about it. I, I still think it's right now a mix of teaching, installing, and and kind of working things out and seeing what this team does well. I will say this this team we I think is going to run the ball very well. Didn't really run the ball much today, so I think there was a focus on the passing game and it just things weren't clicking the, the way you wanted to see them right now. Uh, but you, you you take the off day and, and go in and try to attack this over the next uh, four days after the off day. Yeah, I mean, that's you've reached your, your second milestone here in this ramp-up period in terms of the day off coming. The, only, the, the issue is Sunday you didn't practice. Yesterday you lost your entire back end of your defense, basically. Uh, so – it's been a little tough on this second stretch of practices in this ramp up period. You mentioned Richard Higgins, uh, a guy that we haven't talked a whole lot about. Yeah, you know, we've talked about Kadero Hodge, and he's had some ups and downs, and uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, and you know some of these other wide receivers. Richard Higgins quietly starting to stack a few days together. Although his offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt had some really high praise for him as well today after practice. Yeah, I thought it was a quiet start to camp, but it, but he's shown up these last couple of days with with a couple of big plays, and uh, I think that he really has been predominantly that third receiver with the starting group over these last few days. I don't know if Hodges' absence from practice has had something to do with that, but I think he's taken advantage of it. I think that. The catches he's made too have been not the easiest catches to, to execute. And I think he's he's performed well in that role. As I'll mention over and over again, it's really hard getting used to seeing him in that number eighty-two. I, I just have to do a double take every time. I'm like, is that Higgins out there? I, I just I just uh, associate him with the eighty-one, but that's now Austin Hooper. But uh, it, it was good to see that connection there at the end of practice because there really wouldn't have been much to talk about uh, had that not happened. I mean, it would have been a rough ending. Uh, for the offense uh, with with the struggles that it had in the two-minute drill earlier uh, in the day. Our offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, also with some praise for Nick Harris and, and the job that he has done. Uh, he said this on Browns Live earlier today. But uh, some praise for Higgins, some praise for Harris. What are you seeing from this offensive line here in this second stretch of practices in the ramp-up? Well, I, I just think that, like I mentioned earlier, I think they're going to be good running the ball. I think that they, they have the, the types of players that will uh, allow them, especially when you look at that right side, when you get maybe even Batonio pulling on that side, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin. I think they're solid in that regard. I, I just think that uh, it's, it's a little bit inconsistent with the heat we've seen on Baker Mayfield in that defensive line, which is very talented and, and giving them all they can have. And you're breaking in a rookie at left tackle against a Pro Bowl veteran uh, and Olivier Vernon. So you're going to have those moments in, in practice. I, I think that uh, the focus is always going to be on Wills this season at, at left tackle because he he's the one that's going to get better with each week. But you just got to weather the storm that is going to be a rookie at left tackle uh, who's making the adjustment from right tackle to left tackle. So uh, there's a lot on his plate, a lot on this entire team's plate. But I feel I feel good about the offensive line, especially when you get, you get the ball in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt's hands. I think that plays to their strengths right now. You know it's a, a rough day for the offense when Hooper drops a few balls. We yeah, that, that was I'll, – I'll call that an aberra or aberration for right now. I mean, he's had, a, he's had a heck of a camp. I mean, the tight end room in general has been, has been fantastic. Yeah, I, th I just think it, you know, it was a rough day for the offense. Put it to bed, move forward. And as Odell said, you try to go 1-0 the next time you go out there and take it one day at a time and – even one hour at a time, the way things have been changing across the NFL landscape. On the defensive side of the football, we talked a little bit about him yesterday, but Jordan Elliott continues to impress, as does Phillips, the rookie linebacker, 
uh, as those two continue to get some additional reps, starting to see some things from those two that are pretty positive. Yeah, I would say both are long-term pieces in this defense. And, and I think that both, depending on what goes on, uh, your defensive line, we saw Larry Ogunjobi come back today. So you had your starters back in the middle of the defensive line, but clearly Jordan Elliott showed a lot there uh, with those opportunities. And Jacob Phillips, you know, probably your long-term answer at that position, depending on how long Mac Wilson is out. So the faster Jacob Phillips, Phillips catches on, uh, the better off this defense will be. But, you know, we've seen a lot of good things from both him and Taki Taki uh, outside of uh, B.J. Goodson in the middle there that makes you think that clearly this linebacker core is maybe the least experienced in the entire NFL right now. Uh, but you've seen flashes and, and, and seen some good moments from them so far in camp. Uh, now we just see that, you know, you, you get thrown into the fire week one with probably your toughest test as a linebacking core that you're going to face all season with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I mean, it really, you almost can't judge what we see from this group week one because that is that was a, that was a team that gave the veteran linebackers this team at last year a lot of trouble. Well, and again, as we've talked about, it requires a totally separate um, play call essentially. I mean, your game plan is different than any other team. You know, you tweak things week in and week out, but when you play Baltimore, it's a totally different game plan when you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. So there will, there will be some challenges. All right. In that corner room right now, who are you looking at over these next few days? Because clearly guys aren't going to be back. Although money Mitch was doing a lot of calisthenics today and Looked like, you know, he was very much into practice. And I think he understands that the opportunity that he has with all of these guys down. But it definitely sounds like Greedy Williams might be out for a little bit. Uh, Still a lot to be determined. But Greedy could miss a a few days here. And uh, some opportunities for Terrence Mitchell to move up uh, and get his reps as well as Kevin Johnson's reps. Yeah, it'd be it'd be good to see both Mitchell. I mean, three guys: Mitchell, uh, uh, Johnson, and Stewart. If you can get all those guys back, I think you're you're in good shape. The the player that has stepped up, I think, is is Donovan Alumba, who who's filling in for for Greedy Williams now. I mean, he is he looks the part of kind of that big lanky corner that you like to have. He's six foot two, two two hundred five pounds, and he he looks the part of of what like the modern corner has become in, in the NFL and. Uh, I think he's got a, a good shot of making this team. And he was a, you don't see too many guys get signed in March who have never played the game, but that was a, that was an interesting signing by the Browns. I mean, right around the same time he signed Jojo, Jojo Natson. So he was someone they targeted early in free agency to get in the building. Uh, so I, I think they, they clearly see something they like in him. Uh, and, and he's someone I would watch as someone who, even if Freedy comes back here soon, someone that's going to have a role in that defense, I think this year. Yeah, nope, I would agree with that. Who else in the corner room right now? You know, we talked about Donnie Lewis getting uh, getting some reps, uh, the late-round pick last year for the Browns. But who else can we be looking at in this corner room over the next over the next week here as guys slowly start to come back from injury? Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, you look at in the slot, your options behind Kevin Johnson, there's Donnie Lewis and then there's A.J. Green, uh, the, the undrafted rookie out of Oklahoma State, who he's another player that can help you. Uh, in the slot. And I, I just think when you go back to the safety position, your options really behind Sandejo and Carl Joseph right now start with Sheldrick Redwine uh, and then a whole bunch of unproven guys. I mean, you, 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 they've, uh, Joe Woods complimented Elijah Benton and Javante Moffitt, but those, both those guys are undrafted players. And then JT Hassel 
really only played on special teams last year and, and got a couple snaps here and there when the Browns were really decimated in the back end of the defense. So uh, the, the free agency process, you're looking at like a five-day period where you can react to these injuries uh, in terms of getting guys in the protocol, working them out, and then deciding if you're ready to go. So as we saw with the Mac Wilson, Mac Wilson injury, it took about five or six days to, to make that adjustment and bring in Malcolm Smith. So we'll see if you can maybe by Saturday or Sunday, if, if you're looking for options outside of the building, uh, that, that's when it might come. But uh, earlier than that, it's just impossible to do right now in our current climate. I was going to say, that was where I was going next. It's almost a five-day period. If someone's not with the team and you go and trade for them, it's it's a good three to five days at least before they can be in your building. Yeah, and that's why I think, like, if you look at the waiver wire every day, you see these team workouts, and it's like each team is, like, devoting a day to a position group. I, I saw one team the other day work out, like, five guards or something like that, and I don't know if they're signing any of them right then, but – it's almost like you need to have them in your Rolodex ready to go so that you don't maybe have to wait for that period to get them locked up if you need it. And so I think that that's, that's something the teams are having to adjust their strategy with. But, uh, I mean, if this was the old ways, you might have a new safety ready to go by Thursday's practice. And I just don't think that's possible right now. I mean, crazy things can happen, but I, I think you, you just have to go through this entire process to get these guys ready to go uh, and in your building. So, uh, more reps for, for undrafted guys, more more reps for Sheldrick Redwine, who I, I think now is in, in a prime position to, to play uh, a pretty big role in this defense. And and we'll see what, what kind of moves Andrew Barry in the front office kind of cook up here to, to replace a, a player in Grant Delpit who, I mean, is almost assuredly out for the season. You, you know that now and, and you have to plan that way. I think the one thing that we, that, that has gone overlooked, not necessarily by us, but maybe a little bit, at, all of these injuries, and there's there's a lot of. I started reading through them about a minute from now. We might be wrapping up the injury report. Um, the the issues that all of these injuries cause for special teams and Mike Prefer, who now really has his work cut out for him over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys were involved in some way, shape, or form. Uh, with those units and it's just even when you go down to something as simple as like your extra points or things like that where you know someone like JC Treader is probably going to be your center on the field and it's just I mean, there's just a lot of a lot of players involved in all these processes but special teams coaches at least are, are used to this they're 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 always shuffling guys in and out because they're at the mercy of the bottom of the roster so uh, probably no, no huge adjustments for Mike Prefer but it, it's just a lot of this is just not ideal. I mean, it's not ideal that to be missing this many guys at this part of training camp and, and not great in, under these circumstances to be installing brand new offenses and brand new defenses. But uh, again, as Stefanski said, no one's going to feel sorry for the Browns. It, it's just going to be something where this team could look a lot different week six than it does week one. And it, it's just going to be how you handle the adversity that comes with some of these games and, and maybe some of the successes and the, the surprise moments. Uh, that you're able the, the positive moments you can have. So they just have to build up, figure out what they're good at right now going into week one and, and kind of build from there. All right. Speaking of positive moments, cornerback Kevin Johnson, a lacerated liver, I, not even a week ago, I believe. It, was, it happened at Wednesday's practice. So, yes, yeah. six days. Yeah. I mean, back out on the field today, not practicing, obviously, but in uniform, watching practice with his helmet on, I I give that guy a lot of credit. Pretty impressive. And 
it's something that we've talked about. A lacerated kidney and a lacerated liver are two very different things, obviously. Who knew? Yeah. I'm not a medical professional. You're not a medical professional, but from everybody we've talked to, lacerated livers seem to heal a lot quicker than a lacerated kidney. Yeah, and I still think he's probably weeks. I think that, as I said, a week to week thing. I just, I mean, I truly, this is a this is a new one. I mean, I just don't know what what you're able to do, what you're not able to do. Like, what does what does rehab look like on your way back? Because it's not like an external body part. So you, you wonder, it's just, I imagine it's just a lot of uh, easing into things and then monitoring and, and making sure everything's okay. I, that would be my guess, but good to see him out there. I, it's always the opinion where if the guy's out there on the practice field, they might be getting closer to, to getting back. I mean, that's usually the, the theory in that, unless you're someone like, I think JC Treader, who I think is going through some, some rehab and, and getting all that stuff done while the team's out in the practice field. So Everyone's different. Uh, we'll see uh, what what happens with Kevin Johnson. But clearly, you wouldn't you wouldn't be talking about this guy as much as we have if we weren't impressed with what he did. And I think that those first five days were very impressive on on his part. Uh, and clearly, with what Joe Woods mentioned about incorporating nickel and dime, I mean, this is going to be a player when when he's back and healthy, he's going to have a pretty big role in this team. All right. So five days and a day off. It was supposed to be four days or four three. Days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had a little bit of a practice on Sunday. Uh, Monday and Tuesday practice. So we're off Wednesday and then four days. And then an off day and we'll kind of see where things go from there. What are your expectations here over this next stretch for this team? Where does this team need to go? What are you looking for from this football team as they continue to ramp up? to, uh, you know, by the time we get to this coming Sunday, we'll be two weeks out from a football game. No, I mean, this is the, this is where you should be peaking in your preseason because this would have been the dress rehearsal weekend game, correct, right? I mean, this, this would have been yep. Stefanski versus his old team at First Energy Stadium on, on, in a nationally televised game. That's what that, that was supposed to be. Uh, and so this should be where you should be hitting your stride and, and getting – Got, getting your your guys that you're counting on as much looks as possible. And I think we've already seen that. I think we've mentioned on the side just the deviation of reps in camp have not looked like a normal training camp. I think like even like a guy like Garrett Gilbert, the third quarterback, we don't see much of at all or, and, and really not much of, of anyone else in that quarterback room. It's been a lot of Baker and a lot of Case, and, and that's pretty much it because you're rolling with your offense and your defense that you want to get get ready for the season. So – you know, I just I just want to see the hitting that kind of ramp up in the, the actual training camp part of this that you see usually in the August 20th range. I think we're going to be seeing that in the next few days. And then you're getting into game prep mode. And we'll, we'll see how things get really uh, locked in and, and, and really how dialed back potentially these playbooks are on both sides of the ball because you just have to focus on what your team knows, what you're comfortable running with. You don't want them running stuff they've never even run in practice before by the time they, the game starts to count. So just honing in on what you're good at and, and getting that ready to go uh, for week one and, and build from there. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> at some point you, you want to start to, I don't want to say you want to ramp it back, but you, you do. Yeah. You start okay. ramping back the physicality and you start going, okay, I need to get these guys ready. So on Labor Day, Monday, is that the 7th? I think, I think that might be the seventh Monday, the seventh team shows up 
first workout officially, it's game week. So yeah, ten you, days till roster cuts. Yeah, that, that's crazy. That, that that is very crazy. Is there a player or a position group you're most interested in watching over these next four days? I mean, I I I would guess the wide receivers because I think. We know what's going on with Jarvis Odell. They're fine. We think Rashard's in good position, but you wonder, Kadero Hodge comes back. Uh, if he gets back in the mix, you got Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then you, you've got decisions to make with Taewon Taylor, DJ Montgomery, Jamal Moore. There's a lot of players in this room. It feels like it's like the one room where everyone is close-ish to healthy. I mean, Damian Ratley hasn't practiced, and, and I think he would have thought he was competing for a third receiver spot, but it, there's just he hasn't been out there. So there's – a lot of guys in that room for we don't know how many spots. We don't know if this is going to be a five-man group or a six-man group. Uh, we don't – just because simply we haven't seen a ton of three-receiver looks out there, and especially not, not many four-receiver looks. So uh, that's a group that I, I truly don't have much of a read on it as much as we see a lot of guys out there because they're all getting out there in certain reps. I mean, we've seen Jamon Moore Montgomery, and Montgomery out there a decent amount. So I don't know. I truly don't know what the pecking order is in that group beyond that top two. Yeah. I, I think it's, that's one to watch. I, I think watching this linebacker room to, yeah. to see who's stepping up because again, it's not just Mac Wilson that's dinged up. You know, there, there are a couple other guys that are dinged up and who's going to play in what formations. And I think it would have been interesting to see how Grant Delpit might've been used uh, in that situation, maybe moving up toward that linebacker area. Um, but it, um, it will be interesting to see how that position group goes forward because the defensive line is doing quite well. Um, obviously, the, the secondary is a, a position of concern right now, depending on how long Greedy's out and when you can get Money Mitch back. Um, but at the same time, they seem to hold their own today. So we'll, we'll kind of see if that still is the case come Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Looking forward to it. Player day off on Wednesday. Uh, make sure you log on to clevelandbrowns.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe today to the best podcast available. Also check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash browns. We're back with you on Thursday. We'll have a little coach interview and a few other things as well as we start to wind down uh, yet another week of training camp practice and another week closer to the 2020 NFL opener in Baltimore. Brandon Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.